like how how real do you guys get on the podcast? Let's get real. <laughs> Super real. <laughs> real here. Okay. One thing for you guys, like even like at like J, JD, is that yeah, what it's called? JD. We don't have JD. So there you'll have like dunks and Jordan ones, mm. like the the like sneaker economy yeah. in the States is so wild that like you never see dunks or Jordan ones so yeah. on or Jordan no, never. fours ever on and the shelf. And for base price, just yeah. like. You have to go you through resellers for all of that. Yeah, so all of those shoes will sell out in the in the Nike app like yeah. that, mm -hmm. and then you got to go resell. That that's true for like most of the top tier trainers. Yeah. If you're fortunate, you can find the sum in like places like Trafford Center, like our like yeah. bigger yeah. malls and stuff like that. But but it's yeah. like more than we even in our big malls. I'm like you never even see them on the shelf. Like, it'll be so really rare. Dunks especially. Super like, rare. Even if they're like want like random you know like colors. the actual yeah. sneaker Colorways stores yeah, yeah that are like you know they have like the nice sneakers yeah that's where you'll have to buy all of those Seriously. or like or like I, we have i have a guy that i go through who's like a reseller that mm. most of my sneakers all buy through him so it's like you got to go through somebody like that you won't get yeah. like, that you know, but that kind of frustrates me a little bit because yeah. like, you can never get anything base price yeah, yeah. they're trying it's, it's, to they're like nike's trying to do stuff right now because hmm. the resellers in america they have bots so yeah, they get yeah. On, like to get online. It's the same here have... for for concert tickets. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. For like white festivals, gigs, like when Beyonce comes over. And making money. Oh, it's the and worst. It's tough. Yeah. It's the and then worst. you don't know if it's real or not. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's terrible. What can you do? Terrible, terrible. What a life. What a life. What a life. <laughs> but hey, welcome, welcome to the YA podcast. Hey. Come hey. on, man. We are based in what is surprisingly sunny Manchester today. Come on. It's not normally like that, but. We've got our friends from California here. They've brought the sunshine with them. Thank you so much. Sunny Southern California. Sunny Southern California. We're joined by Corey and Amber White. Hello. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. This way, this way. Doesn't Corey. mean the same thing on this side. To feel, but if you like, if you're quick with it, it's all right. Yeah. You're okay. Be like, hey, oh, no. oh, what, what? it's all right. It's all right. Um, but you guys are pastors at the Bridge Church, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah. How long have you been doing that? Uh, we've been at the bridge for seven years now. Seven years, seven wow. Years, yeah. yeah. Been yeah. pastors for about 14 years. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, it's yeah. wild to think of it. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Well, we're in it and rolling, but we wanted to ask just one question to get to know you guys. Okay. Yeah. And then we'll see where the rest of the show goes. We've got a rough, you know, agenda, but, you know, we'll cool. just meander. Life will just take us as we go. Sweet. We already started talking about anime and sneakers. We thought that was going to happen today. <laughs> That's cool, right? Um, so the people wanted to know is... How did you guys meet? Oh, how did you guys good. meet? Long, long version or short version? We got time. Let's go for the long version. Okay. All right. So we kind of met. Not that we met, but we saw each other at a concert. Oh, well, I saw him at a concert. Yeah, more so she saw he me. Boy sees girl situation. I saw okay. him. Yeah. yeah. At a concert. Was it like love at first sight? I was. It like, kind of was. I wow. was following him around, trying to show my friend, like. This guy's so cute, and he was like. I guess it was surfing. more stalker at first sight <laughs> than it was love at first no, sight. No, it, it was like I was hanging with my friend at a show. I saw a cute guy. How well, how'd you see me? You were crowd surfing. Yeah, she was saw crowd me crowd surfing. surfing. Uh, so we were, hey, hey. I don't know if you guys had emo kids. <laughs> oh yeah, we had we, emo kids. Yeah. We were straight we were emo kids. kids. I went through an emo phase yeah. as well. Oh, yeah. We were like straight up emo like kids. Like my chemical romance. So yeah, we were, there was a band called uh, most most anybody especially your young adults would never have heard of this band oh, no. a band Try called Seosin. let us know in the comments have you heard of Seosin? i don't know great emo <laughs> band and funny enough we, we oversee our kids ministry now yeah the guitar oh. player 
his kids just came to our kids', kids camp. camp. What a full circle that, that is. His parents nuts. come to our church now. Wow. So, so crazy. brought their grandkids yeah. to kids' camp, and then we told them, and they're like, oh, you know about no Seosin? And we're yeah, like, like yes. the first time we ever saw each other. That was, it was a Seosin show that yeah. I that saw him crowd sick. surfing, and then I would never talk to a guy. Like, if I thought he was cute, I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. But I just wanted my friend to see. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. just see this guy. Come just on, see come him. and see what the Lord just has see, done. Just see. <laughs> <laughs> Taste and, and see of the good <laughs> fruit. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, come on, just see. And she's like, and we're just getting pulled in the crowd. And then he's crying. So I'm like, there's no way. So then we're leaving, walking to the parking lot. And then I'm like, Sabrina, that's him right there. And it's him walking with his brother, which I know now, but I didn't know at the time. Yeah. And he's walking away. And I told Sabrina, I was like, I'll never see him again. And we walked in our car. I went one way. And and I went went the the other other way. way. Thought I would never see him again. And then fast forward, I was going to this youth group in... Uh, so how, how old are you guys roughly at this point? 17. 17. Wow, yeah. young love. Let's go. Yeah. 17. I love so, it. High school sweethearts. Uh, this youth group in my hometown, Riverside, my friends were like, hey, do you want to get in a band with us? And I was like, I'm set. I'm at that time Absolutely. 16. I play guitar. Of course I want to get a band. Yeah. They're like, cool. We practice at our youth group. So at our youth room. And so I'm um, like going to youth group. And then she comes to youth my there. friend invited me uh, to this youth group and at the time i was like oh i you know i'm i'm playing volleyball games on tuesdays and thursdays so i can't make it um but as soon as the season's over i'll come so yeah. come on. the the show was in september and then november the season ended and so when the season ended in november i was like okay i'm gonna really go to yeah. youth group with you like because i went to a big church where no one really knew me i was really shy so i wasn't really like disciple yeah, no, like and this so youth group was not audacious it was this like was like kids. on a good night there was 20 kids, 20 kids. Oh, wow. yeah, on a good night. so when a new person walked in it was like everybody's like, everybody's like yeah so when oh. like a pretty little blonde Amber walked in. Everybody was like, who's that? Who you know? is that? So <laughs> we saw each other at sales and fast forward. She now sees me at I youth group. At Did you remember her? He didn't see me. No, she d- oh, I didn't, didn't really, okay. I didn't okay. really he, see I her at him. the concert. Sure. She I saw, saw me, but she didn't remember. I me. didn't remember. So <laughs> apparently I was cute enough to notice, but, but not, not cute, cute enough, enough to remember. Wow. That'll preach right there, man. How cute are you? Answer cute me that. Cute enough to notice, no, not I, cute enough to well, remember. Well, seen emo haircut, how are you going to notice? True, like, you just yeah, see like this. this. all the time. Like, he had his hair over half his face, yeah. and I'm like, what's going on? And then I'm just in shock that all these people at this youth group are just like, who's this new girl? And I'm like, hi. And just so, being my awkward So we end, up, we end up becoming really good friends. We end up yeah. getting each other's phone numbers. And we're on the phone, landline, yeah, home phone. Come old yeah, school, a up, home like, phone. Oh, yeah, landline. I remember those days. And oh. I happened to tell her, I happened to say something about this very unique sweater. <laughs> it was a purple sweater with a unicorn on it. Yeah. Remember, like, we were emo kid, kids. It yeah, was yeah, cool yeah. for the yeah. scene kids to like go off on the colors. And sure, it yeah, was yeah, a little yeah. weird, but you know. So she goes, wait, you have a, you, a purple so unicorn weird. sweater? And I was like, yeah. She's like, well, you had the Seosin show at university, uh, the university in Riverside, yeah. uh, like a couple months ago. I was like, yeah. And she's like, Oh, oh my god! That's the guy. I'm clicked. on the phone with the guy that I was like trying to show my friend like yeah. what. And so I'm freaking out and he's like, and Oh, here's another part of our story. Oh geez. When Let's I go. met him, he was dating someone. Oof. So I'm on the phone and huh. we're just like friends because all of the youth group were all like, hey, let's hang out. We're all I'm getting to know everybody. So we're chatting it up with everybody. And anyways, I so be, I know he has a girlfriend. So then I say, uh, and he's like, why are you freaking out? I can't tell him why. 
Yeah, because she wanted to be that like, you know, she's like Aww. a lady. And I'm yeah. like, what this attention. is so awkward. So yeah. then what do I do? I lie and I say, my friend followed you around at that show. <laughs> she thought and you were like, so cute. Yeah, my friend did. Because what am the I classic, supposed to oh, do? My friend. And then oh, and ages I, later, I uh, my friend, uh, our friend's message, because the three of us became like, Good friend. Best yeah, friends. yeah. We used, to call, we used to everywhere. call each other the Lizzie, our, ourselves the Lizzie McGuire crew. Yeah. Because, nice. like, we watched Lizzie McGuire back in the day. It was like a blonde, me, and then the brunette. Come on, was Hillary Duff, shout out to you, man. Yeah. What are you doing now, babe? We know oh, you're man. subscribed, Hillary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so later, she's like messing with me. I was like, oh, whatever. Man. I know that you were checking me out at the Sayosin show, just yeah. messing with her. She's like, I was like, no, that no, was Amber. And I was like, you lie. Our relationships built on lies. <laughs> this was like when we were di- like this, this is, is like juicy, six, man. six months later after yeah. we were like had just started to date, right. which is a whole story in itself because he was at the end of a relationship, which I didn't know it was the end when we first met. Man, he- I didn't know it was the end. <laughs> well, it's so we had met and probably four weeks later, you uh, you and your yeah. girlfriend at the time broke up. And so after that, I was like, Oh, I'm telling him. Ooh, I yeah. like him. And I told him through MySpace Messenger. MySpace. MySpace. Dude, MySpace like, was lit. Yeah. And that was goaded. Space, man. <laughs> goaded among social media platforms. You could put a little song. Come on. Like, oh, it dude. Was good. I think I, I would little... go to your page. You'd be like, they're going to really know me as an individual. I learned you know? how to code. With like on my yeah. own just because of MySpace, like how to make wow. like website codes <laughs> to make my oh it's ridiculous. That's cool. Yeah. It was yeah I was learning. So that's some the skills. long but version. Anyways, that's the, the short version, version would be at youth group. At yeah. youth group. No, I I love the long version. <laughs> yeah. Because it's this romance, the dr- this tragedy. Drama. It's a proper good story. That there's that drama, good. there's heartbreak, yeah, comedy, all the things. there's lies, there's twists, there's <laughs> yeah. turns. I know. But I'm now not look proud. at it. I'm not proud. Hey, we made it though. But I was like stuck. We made yeah. it. I was stuck, but we made it. That's we all right. It. Come Here on, what, what the what the Lord has ordained, no man can say no. That's right. right. And we will we will fly back on our 14 year anniversary. Yes. Serious? Yeah. yeah. Oh, August wow. 1st. August first. Yeah. Come on. Well, is when we got married. Yeah. A crazy. early happy anniversary to you guys Thank from you. me and the team. Thank so you. the reason why these guys are actually with us here in Manchester right now is that you guys are our guest speakers for the gathering, yeah. our national youth conference. Yeah. Thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, oh, thanks for um, having us. This is going to go to our young adults, yeah. so most of them won't hear you speak at yeah. the conference. But I don't know, would you guys give us just a small snippet of what, what the word of God that you guys have for the gathering is? Yeah, what so I'll got? preach two main sessions. Uh, one will be about responding to God's calling. Okay. Uh, kind of like classic Peter walking on water nice. uh, message and getting called out into kind of into the unknown and, and, and taking a big step of faith. And, uh, you know, the fact that like, for me, you know, people at the conference will hear a bit of my story, but like the fact that we're here and on the mm. other side of the world yeah. is something that we never, ever, ever could have imagined for yeah, our lives. No we both grew up low, low income. Uh, I was actually born addicted to drugs. I wasn't kidding when I said I was born five minutes from Compton. (laughs) I was born five (laughs) minutes from Compton uh, to a single mom. My dad was out of the picture, came back later on and then uh, disappeared again around seven years old. He was on drugs. My dad was in prison uh, pretty much my entire childhood. Wow. Um, Funny enough, I actually very, very recently, like within the last two months, finally reconnected with my with my biological father yeah he's i'm hawaiian he's back in hawaii and uh coolest part is he knows the lord come on that was like the biggest thing on my heart that was like yeah my he emailed me 
So get this, when he emailed me, everything was in the subject. There was nothing in the actual, on, it was all the subject line, you know? And then my first email to him was just like, just sharing the gospel with him and like, wow. Hey man, like no, feel no guilt, no shame, wow. bro. Like I know Jesus, he's forgiven me. Like, I want you to know that like wow. the forgiveness of God, like I do. And he's like, I know the Lord, like I've, I've wandered from him, but like, I know him. And so, um, just our stories, like when I tell you never in a million years, could we imagine that one day in our life, would we even, would we travel to the other side of the world for one, but for two travel and to be used by God. Yeah. So for anybody who feels like yeah. God could never use me, dude, Peter was the last dude in the whole true. world that like anybody ever. He was an emotional in. guy mm-hmm. and, and he was a fisherman. Yeah. Like, you know, a lot of people don't know this. The book of Mark is actually probably Peter's account of the gospel. Oh, yeah. And Mark was actually just the one who would have, uh, who would have uh, written it down mm. because Peter was a fisherman and he was probably illiterate. illiterate. Yeah. So he couldn't have even, he couldn't even write, you know? Um, and so like, the fact that like any of us can be called by God and yeah. any of us who like, like disqualify ourselves. I have every single reason to disqualify myself. You, every statistic was stacked against me wow. and that like mm-hmm. I should be divorced in prison yeah. on drugs, all of this sort of stuff. Yeah. And so the fact that like at 15, 16 years old, you know, God captured my life, uh, at a, Christian club at my high school, you guys would call it, I think, secondary school, mm. Christian, Christian club. I got saved and everything changed Wow! and, yeah. you know, brings me to the other side of the world will culminate that will all culminate into my second session where we'll talk about the best possible way to live is to live kingdom over everything. Wow. You know, so it'll come be on. Rad. That's so cool. Well, we're excited to unpack all of that. Yeah. Uh, just as you're speaking, I was reminded last week yeah. I had the privilege of taking some of our audacious college, which is like our internship, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, away on like a retreat, just end of Sick. the year celebration, yeah. hiking, swimming, all of this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And we did like this prayer session at the end, and I got this word for the class. And it's sim- similar to exactly what you just said that yeah. the reasons why you think disqualify you mm-hmm. are actually the altar on which God will receive his praise. Yeah. yeah. And I felt that's so heavy for that yeah. class, but I think it's so, so true good. for so many of us. Yeah. The yeah. reasons why we think disqualify us, you know. Yeah. Gideon, Moses, yeah. all these people who are like, oh God, you can't use me. Yeah. God yeah. says, no, no, I would choose you. Yeah. I don't call the chosen. Yeah. I qualify those who are yeah. called. Yeah. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And the things that disqualify us are often some of the exact reasons why God calls us is because mm. like, like for our stories, never in a billion years could we try to take credit for nah, anything that God's gun, done through our lives because yeah, it makes no, no sense. Like I legitimately grew up with a speech impediment. I did speech therapy until I was in the sixth grade. And so like the fact that God later called me to be a preacher is like just comical. It's yeah. just hilarious. God has a sense of humor And you could sure. still, sometimes you could still hear uh, uh, my speech impediment come out. There's things that like I can't say. It's hard. like rear view mirror yeah. is so hard for me Too to say, you man. know, it's tough. But like, then God calls uh, like, and everything, man, you, you name it. Like yeah. we should not be where we're at. You yeah. Know? And I think and how, so how is God going to get the glory if like we have it True. all together and we've, right. you know, no, we all stumble. We all have things. And my story is very similar to Corey's a little bit different, but you know what God's done in my life. It's like, it, it couldn't have been done except by him. Yeah. And so us sitting here, even just chatting, you know, hanging out and, um, it, cool. it wouldn't be except for God. And so it's just a beautiful thing. And I want him to receive glory for the things in my life. All the good things you see in my life, it's him. Like it's exactly what he's done. And I've just been like, all right, God, let's do this. Like hands out. I'm ready. I'm scared. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm 
figuring this out, but like, let's just do it. And what he's done with our surrender and him redeeming those, he redeems those things yeah. that are broken mm-hmm. in us. And when you let him do that, then you can't even imagine where he'll take you. And yeah. so, you know, just uh, growing up, I never thought I would travel because I grew up, my mom was on drugs. My dad was on drugs. He was never in my life. I've only met my biological father three times. And, uh, and we talk a little bit now, um, and I'm, I'm pray for him because I want him to be saved and yeah, he's amen. not saved yet, but he will be one day and, amen. um, believe him for that. But, um, my mom got clean off of drugs because she went to church and met Jesus Come and our on, lives man. changed yeah. like the, the, the direction of my life changed because when I was in junior high, my mom met Jesus. Then she made us go to church and I'm like, church is boring. And then I met Jesus in uh, the summer before eighth grade. And I just was like, everything changed. Right. And it didn't change overnight, but as I started to trust God more and more with my life and surrender to him, you know, I, I didn't even get my first Bible till I was 17. The small youth group where we met at, that's where I got discipled. Wow. Like it was a small youth group, but I needed that. I came from, um, actually a big church in Riverside, uh, Greg Laurie. There's like a big movie now, Jesus revolution. Mm-hmm. His, his story is that movie. And that's I, the church that's where we I got, got saved. saved. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we were going so to that we church at the same time and never, met. never yeah. met. Wow. We never yeah. met until, you know, way later at that other youth group. But once I started to read my Bible and really get what faith was, mm-hmm. you know, in an everyday thing, not just like, Oh, I'm saved and I'm going yeah. to heaven. And you know, like, everything changed. And so I want God to get the glory, you know? And so, um, and he does that when we allow him to redeem the things in our life Mm -hmm. that are hard, broken, tough, and embarrassing. And, you know, we feel worried by sharing it. No, share it and let, or share it with God and let him redeem that and then share it with people and let him use it powerfully. And so that's what we just try to do. Power in stories, right? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. We, we were reflecting here in Manchester a couple of weeks ago on the power of stories that, yeah. For as as long as time is, and human beings have sat around campfires mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. pots of coffee or glasses of wine, yeah. stories are what unite us. Yeah. Stories like, hey, this is what I've gone through, and this is what yeah. I am now, and the yeah. journey of that. And it's like the story of the woman by the well. I was actually reading that this morning as part of my yeah. devotion, mm-hmm. that she encountered this man who yeah. now knows Jesus, mm-hmm. and you know, he says, you know, you should be asking me about what living water I can offer to you. Yeah. Yeah. And after their exchange, she runs back to the village. She didn't go back to seminary school. Yeah. She didn't go take an evangelism course. She didn't right. go and like find you know, the three points of, you know, step-by-step yeah. evangelism. Yeah. She's like, hey, come meet this man who told me my story. Yeah. Totally. Then this is what I've experienced. This is what's yeah. going on. And the yeah. whole city got saved. It's power and testimony. It's amazing. Yeah. It's power and testimony. The scripture says that we'll overcome by the blood of the lamb, lamb and the word of our testimony. Amen. And I love the woman at the well. There's so many things underlying the surface of that story that are like, it's the longest one-on-one conversation recorded in scripture that yeah. Jesus ever had with anybody. Mm-hmm. It's the first time that he ever outright uh, um, says like, I'm the I'm, Messiah. Yeah, yeah that's the first true. time that happens. And then you look at this woman. She was the poster child for excluded. Yeah. In that she was a, she was a woman, which very sexist Cultry, culture at no, that no. time. Yeah. Uh, she was a Samaritan, so she would have been uh, excluded yeah. according to her race as well. Yeah. And then she was a sinner. So it was like all these, you name yeah. it. Like yeah. she was the poster child for excluded, and Jesus included her. Literally, in the, so in the commentary cool. that I was reading, it said that the question Jesus asked her was. Um, will you give me a drink of water? Yeah. And in that one question, he was crossing years and like, you know, layers of cultural and generational, yeah. like boundary and division. And just like that, yeah. she was like, what is happening here? So All in cool. just a moment. Yeah. yeah. Such Come an on. interesting story. So I wanted to continue on a little bit about what you guys just talking about, about um, 
know your your past and how it kind of led you to who you are and kind of in the area of, of dating but kind of more broadly speaking than just dating so the question i have for Corey first is if you're a 20 something year old guy like you know i want to be a good husband i want to mm-hmm. be a good father one day what are the steps you need to take in your 20s to prepare you to be those things mm-hmm. at later mm-hmm. stages of life that's a good question. Get a job. Get a job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's actually probably a really good first step. But yeah. um, man, so like I, I love talking about dating because you know doing youth ministry for fourteen years, the number one thing, number one thing that we've seen that pull people away from from God, their faith, their calling, mm. church, community, the number one thing is dating. Yeah. Like, and I don't true. even know that there's a close second. No. Like, it's, re- like, even when people get tripped up in different struggles of sin and stuff, they seem to always make their way back yeah. to the Lord, but relationships, getting into a relationship that you should be It affects the in, heart. But this is God, your heart above all things is from yeah. it for well, yeah, everything. Yeah, and, and, and scripturally speaking, it talks a lot, like, dating is often compared to, like, it's a yoke, yeah. right? Like, and what what's a yoke? It's like this. It's bonding yourself yeah. to somebody mm-hmm. and putting yourself in a position where the direction of your life becomes inseparable. Mm. You know. And so, yeah. Um, I think first and foremost, it's it's one of the best things that you could do. I guess is fall in love with the Lord Amen. as much yeah. as possible, and just just like uh, get to that place where like nothing can really derail your Mm. relationship with the Lord. I think a really great thing as well is to discover sort of what your calling is. Yeah. I think that, you know, now I I've lately been like, you know, and I know this is kind of a little bit of a roundabout way of answering the question, but like with calling, I think that there's a lot of people that God will be like, here's what you're going to do. I feel like God was like, you're going to be a youth pastor, Mm. you know, and that's involved a bit as we're now next gen pastors and we oversee young adults, youth and kids ministry in our church. Um, But like God was like, this is your calling. Right. And so discovering your calling as a young man is incredibly important because whatever your calling is, that is going to be your family's calling, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that doesn't mean that your wife will necessarily work full-time in church as well. Mm-hmm. We're blessed enough that we're mm-hmm. both on our pastoral yeah. staff. We're both full-time in our church, um, but not everybody's that. We have no, a really good friend who his wife is a, a full-time teacher, great. but she's about the ministry. Come on. Yeah. Great That's worship it. leader. She's for, she knows this is our family's calling yeah. because, you know, if, if you, that's why, like, even as a young man, once you know your calling, and especially if your calling is full time ministry, uh, your, like, your wife can't just like tolerate your calling. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. got to be, she's got to be yeah. with it, mm-hmm. right? Because, and that's why, like, if you if you know your calling, it's like, just because she's a Christian doesn't mean she's a candidate. True. You've got to be like, okay, yes, you're a Christian, but like, because imagine. Imagine you're called to be a missionary, like, and you're going to go to some third world country for nine, 10 months out of the year. That's a lot. You can't, you can't tolerate that. Better be down with that. For sure. Right. Yeah. Like our, our worship director, his brother is a uh, missionary in Cambodia mm-hmm. and his wife is a missionary in Cambodia with him. And they're raising their right Kids now two year old in Cambodia. They yeah. run an orphanage out there. Like yeah. you can't just be like, yeah, it's cool. It can never be like, that's your thing. So I think maybe obviously the, the first one sort of goes without saying is like 
fall in love with Jesus, mm. have your faith so strong, right. like almost be, almost be at the point, young man, that like, if it were you and Jesus for the rest of your life, you'd be good. You'd be good. You'd be yeah. fine. Great. And then second, know your calling. You know, I think I, if I were to give like a, a quick third, it would be develop the fruit of the spirit in yeah. your life as the, like put those nine things to memory and like develop it in your life because for sure. Yeah, I got married at 20, which should probably be illegal, but like we did it and here we are, you know, we're still, Come we're on. still sticking around, yep. but, uh, you know, develop those things. Cause, uh, no, no one, there's a re I think there's a reason why the word for the Holy spirit Azer is the same word that God used to describe Eve when he said, Adam, here's your True. helper Azer. Yeah. Nobody will make you more into the man of God that you need to be, to be than your, your wife. wife will. Amen. That's for sure. <laughs> Come on, all the single men out there, give me some clicks, give me some claps, give me some yeses. I don't know what you got to do, but respond. That's good. Amber, yeah. uh, similar but slightly different question. Yeah. So what we are experiencing kind of in the, all across the UK, actually, yeah. not just in Manchester, is there's a lot of women who are on fire for God. Yeah. Who have, you know, set their priorities right. They're not living exactly as they should be, and they're waiting patiently yeah. for somebody to get their act together. Or so, <laughs> and sometimes what we're seeing is they're getting into their like mid to you know thirties, I guess, yeah, early to mid thirties, and like, gosh, God, I'm I'm still waiting, and then yeah. potentially disappointment sets in. Yeah. Yeah. What would what would your encouragement or your word to uh, a woman in like her early to mid thirties who's doing all the right things? She's followed yeah. all the steps that she's supposed to take. But, you know, she hasn't been found yet. Yeah. What would you say to her? Wow, that's a, that's a tough one. I think you have to always go back to salvation is enough. Mm. And what Christ did is absolutely enough. And it has to always be enough. Because even if you do wait and find someone who is running alongside you in, in ministry and serving at the church and is an awesome godly man, um, it is a blessing, but I have to, even being a married woman, remember that salvation is enough. Yeah, great. And I have to have that at the core of my heart and of everything that I do. And 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 can you ask God for, hey, God, I, I want to be married and I want this gift and I want this blessing. Um, but you have to come with saying what you did is enough and everything else is like the cherry on top. And like, it's an incredible blessing that, that he does give and he mm. does want to give. Um, but I think if you have that core of what Jesus did was enough, then it will get you through and, and really just being ready for what God wants to do. And I think we, we need to be always in the place of like, God, whatever, whatever you want to place in my hands, having him out, having him ready to receive and for him yeah. to take mm -hmm. and for him to take is hard. And for, and sometimes the things we get are hard. And I think just being ready to receive or take that there's no sacrifice that we could make that could ever compare to what Jesus sacrificed yeah, that's for so us. Good. And so I think although it's difficult and coming from me, it can be like, you met, you're now husband at 17. And I get this with some of my young adults that I have conversations with and they're like, Oh, we don't want to hear you out. It's like, if you just understand that salvation is enough and everything else is an incredible blessing, like the fact that we get to, you know, 
travel and and share about God like that is the cherry on top salvation's enough mm. if I'm at home and I have Jesus that is enough come on I have a husband and I'm and I'm grateful for my husband and it's been an incredible blessing I'm grateful for my friends I'm grateful for my family I'm grateful for my church and I'm grateful for all the extra stuff that God's doing in my life but gosh if salvation isn't enough then you'll never see those other things That's so as a, an incredible blessing yeah. and I think we forget the basics sometimes and I say that because I forget it sometimes being in ministry like let's go back to the core of this like Jesus died for me Mm. and that has to be enough every day because there's going to be times where I fill Corey and Corey fills me because we are human and if Jesus what he did that sacrifice if that's not enough then when this is a little shaky I'm going to be shaky, but if my core is there, what Jesus did is enough and I have him, then I'll never be shaken. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just, it's not the perfect answer, but it's an answer that I would give and I would encourage our our ladies with. So that, that is super encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Super encouraging. If I could add like just the, like, I think it kind of goes with both of these is like, I think one of the reasons why often we, we actually have this, uh, this youth leader back home who's in her early thirties and, Mm -hmm. and she just got engaged and like for the past couple of years, she's been like, she has been like, Oh my gosh, I need a man. 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 And like, no joke. A few Mm -hmm. months ago, she was like, you know what? I feel like God's just brought me to this place where I'm good. Boom, she meets her man. Sometimes yeah, I just need to die to That's her. like how it is. She met him like six months ago and yeah. he's good and we've met him and things are, Come and he's at church. Dude, and, loves the Lord, And it all just that. happens so fast. But I think the yeah. reason why, like almost, sometimes God almost like has, he, he needs you to get to there yeah. is because, and maybe, yeah. no offense ladies, uh, <laughs> maybe <laughs> ladies are a little more guilty of this than guys, is that if, if you're not at the place where Jesus is enough, mm. then you will look to a man That's true to, to be what God that. is in your life. Sure. Yeah. So basically so ladies are going, you be God in my life. Yeah. And nope. guys will fail at that every single time as yeah. girls will fail mm-hmm. at that every single time. And then if the guy fails at that, then she'll go, well, he's failed me. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the Everything relationship disintegrates. Yeah. And it's, you know, so you've got, I mean, it's, it's like, why did God to, to Abraham go, Hey, here's Isaac. Mm. And he's like, Oh, the promise fulfilled. And then God's like, yeah, now kill him. Like sacrifice Isaac now because God needed to know who, who, do, yeah. who what comes first, the promise, promise or, the, or the promiser, you know? Yeah. So. I think it speaks to like yeah. the jealous nature of God, like mm. Bible yeah. calls him quaning. Yeah. And that's not jealousy and ourness of like green yeah. and envy and evil. Yeah. It's like God, God sees himself as so, poignant in our lives that he yeah. cannot share that space right Absolutely. he says i want i want to sit on the throne of your heart and, and i will not yeah. compute with anything and where yeah. for girls potentially there's relationships i think for right. guys it can yeah. equally be yeah. pride it can be money it can be yeah. also anything that steals your heart mm-hmm. yeah. is taking the throne of god and he will yeah. just yeah. not accept that yeah absolutely and yeah, i think well, he definitely does withhold things sometimes but like not until because i god cannot wait all of us yeah. He's got eternity. He's like, you're stubborn? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll wait yeah. you out. Yeah. I got time. Yeah. yeah. And I think too, like it will just, it'll just set you up for success. If you get to this place where like the, the one that satisfies your every need mm. is Christ. Yeah. Because then it's like, 
you know, like I've been married 14 years and like I have more questions about women now no. than I did before. It's like you understand women more uh, now. You've been married see. 14 years. Like, no, nope. I don't. I more understand questions. less than I did 14 years Come ago. Come on, brothers. What hope do we have out here, man? <laughs> Come on. But, but here's the great thing. It's like I'm, I'm married to a woman who doesn't look at, look to me for her. Like, Come on, that's beautiful. I can't, I can't heal her. God's her healer. Yeah. Amen. I can be a yeah. shoulder to cry on, but he's her real comforter. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm just the, I'm just the, like, I'm the cherry on top. You know, when you go out, you know, when you go out to dinner, I don't know if uh, Americans are much more guilty of this than I think <laughs> you guys are, than, than you guys are, is you go out to dinner and you eat an ungodly amount. Like you eat so much food. You're like, I couldn't stuff one Somebody more bite in my mouth. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, America <laughs> is guilty of that. That's for sure. Um, but then, you know, and you're like, I can't eat another bite. I'm so full. I'm so satisfied. Mm. And then the waiter or waitress goes, any dessert. room for dessert? And you're like, oh, no, but like, and then somebody else orders like the cheesecake and you're like, I could have one you know what? bite. Let me, let me move my, yeah. my, my spleen right? out the way. And Pancreas goes it. down a little bit. You're not yeah. dying for it. You're not, oh, I have to have it. Yeah. But one bite would be good. Yeah. That one bite, that's your spouse. Yeah. The whole thing that you're on, satisfied that's, that's mm-hmm. Christ. That's yeah. good. And you've got to understand that that's what, mer- like yeah. these guys and these girls who think if I just get into a relationship, yeah. I will feel sick. I, I'll be secure. Yeah. I'll be confident. I'll be whole. Come on. I'll be comforted. I'll be, all of those things Spoiler alert. are things that yeah. only Christ can fulfill. Yeah. Yeah. And marriage is awesome. Dude, marriage is so cool. Yeah. And as a guy, it makes you way cooler. Like, <laughs> Girls get the short end of the stick when it comes to marriage. Like they <laughs> if they get the bad end of the deal for sure. Guys get the better end of the deal. But like it is marriage is amazing. Yeah. And it will not fulfill all those things in you. Yeah. It on. just won't. Only Christ can do that. Come on. Don't I th- yeah. I think there definitely is um I think culture is shifting slightly, but there definitely is a consensus that mm-hmm. um single people have less value than oh the married goodness, people no way. and though we, we may not like yeah. say that with our words sure. but yeah. in how we treat people the opportunities yeah. that we present to people sure. i think yeah. it definitely speaks of the, how much single people sometimes aren't valued yeah and yeah. me being in the privileged position that i am to be a single pastor yeah, yeah. Um, and all the challenges that come with that sure. um i've had to find my security in god first totally and sometimes i'm like gosh this would be so much easier i've had somebody yeah. to do this with sure. or a partner or and and that is true yeah. there is truth in that yeah. yeah for sure but finding security in who i am mm-hmm. i think it's been an absolute privilege and i'm i'm getting the opportunity to teach our church yeah that you can be young yeah. and in ministry you can be yeah. black and in ministry yeah. Yeah. and you it's can amazing. be single and in ministry yeah, yeah. Uh, there's so many stories of some and you are so others. valued and yeah. and yeah. and really i think in in our generation like just knowing like you can run with what God's given you hundred percent. You're not running mm. 50% because you don't, you're mm. not married or like you're running with him. Yeah. Like it's so good. And I think even, you know, people see only the hard side of being single, but you know, I'll share a little bit of just like, we got married young. We met young and it's beautiful and it's awesome to tell our story. It's so fun. And I love sharing it, but there were a lot of things that I had to, I, I did try to look to Corey mm. and I, and God checked mm-hmm. me real quick. And even Corey's yeah. like, Nope, not me. not me. I'm not the <laughs> one. Like, and so it does <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> not me. And so you think that sounds about like these, a God problem. Yeah. Yeah. Me. Like you got to figure this out. And I, I had to check myself like, Whoa, yeah. Whoa, Whoa what's Corey's place in my life? Like what's happening, you know? And so it brought a bit of struggle to me personally and to us as a couple 
for me to try to think that he could do what only God can do yeah. with some deep healing that I mm-hmm. needed. And I didn't really open up or think of it until I got married because it just yeah. opened up a whole new world, I think, of just what God wanted to do in my life. And mm-hmm. so it was a struggle to be married young. Like we had to grow up together yeah. mm-hmm. and yeah. we are different people 14 years later. And like, you know, we're yeah. still struggling and we're still pushing towards God, but it's, there's going to be hard either way. Mm-hmm. You're going to have hard, uh, hard, the hard when you're single, like mm-hmm. trying to keep God first and not be focused on finding a person and that being your priority. Yeah. And when you are with someone, you're married young or you're dating someone at a young age and you, and you get married young, like you have the heart of like, you're going to look to them and it's like, stop looking at me, look yeah. to God. And I think yeah. you're going to have hard either way, but you just need to have that core super solid foundation of of Jesus being enough and what he did is enough and everything else you're just incredibly grateful for. So, um, yeah, there, we had our fair share of heart of being married young. So people think, Oh, you got married young. And it's like, high school sweetheart. it was not sweet. Some of those years. And that's real. And, and I had to well, check it didn't help either. Yeah. It didn't help either that we both came from broken homes. Yes. Sure. We had a so lot we had so, so many rough edges that you got to help each other. Yeah. We had, down. we had Absolutely. inherited yeah. like patterns of thinking, patterns of oh, behavior yeah. that we didn't even know was Language. there. Neither yeah. of our parents See, okay, were here's, married. Here, like, how, how real do you guys get on the podcast? Let's get real. <laughs> Super real. We're real here. Okay. Like for the guys, like young men who, who are like, they really want to get married and you want to, mm. how to prepare for marriage was one of the things that yeah. you were talking about is like, there are things that you're struggling with that, bro, get it in check now, now before you get married. Fixing because, it later. Okay. So like how real, like if you're struggling with porn, yeah. you better get that in check now, now because young men will think, oh, I get married. I can have sex yeah, now. So it's fine. Problem solved. No, you think mm-hmm. that. So lusting over a different woman every night on a screen will not set you up to love just woman, one woman for the rest so of your life. So true. You've, you've wow, developed wow, wow. a buffet mentality yeah now you're supposed to go to like a single course for the rest of your life eyes for what you're gonna you're gonna look at a thousand women on a screen a night you created every insatiable appetite but then you're gonna stand at an altar and swear before the lord your wife and all of these people that you'll only have eyes for her you've set yourself up for failure failure. Mm -hmm. yeah right get that in check now because most guys will think Okay, but I'll be able to have sex now. So problem solved. No, not problem solved. And marriage doesn't solve any of your issues. No. It puts it, them under a microscope. Yes, and yeah. that's exactly all of your it, issues yeah. come out. Magnified. You know? yeah. yeah, you you realize you have a someone's perspective, and I think that it brings good from yeah. hard places. So people have this assumption like, wow, things are just perfect. Do you like, you know, you get to move in together and do all these things. It's like, yeah, we get to sharpen each other. Yeah. Like we are sharpening each other. And although it produces good things, if you do not resist what God is doing, right. Uh It is hard work. Yeah. And I'm grateful for the hard work, but you're going to have hard either way, whether you're single, whether marriage will be, marriage will be the, the funnest, coolest, most awesome thing you ever do. It'll also be the most, difficult thing you'll ever accomplish yes. come on i used to yes. wonder like when i was a kid before i got married <laughs> you know you'd be, be like? in church and people would be like they, these people have been married 50 years and you know everyone claps <laughs> yeah i'm like why are they applauding that they've got to spend 50 mm-hmm. years with their best friend that's just so awesome yeah. like Easy. what are they applauding for and now I'm 14 years married going, like, oh, we've got how many on. more years to yeah come this on. is yeah. this isn't easy this is but name one thing in the whole world that's worth having that's that not difficult yeah. like and marriage is like 
the most awesome thing. Of course, it's going to be difficult. Yeah. It's sure. not all, it's not all peaches and cream. And like, you you do get better at it over mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we're more happily married now than we've <laughs> ever been. Yeah. And you just get better. If if you're doing it the right way, God's way, you just get better and better yeah. at it. And it's so have much you, fun. Have you guys ever done any marriage counseling or marital counseling at all? Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. absolutely. We've had two Need different it. couples that have been pivotal in Mm -hmm. the times where we're like at a place, you know, in 14 years, there's been a couple of times where we're like, we are not on the same page and like, we don't know how to get on the same page. So Mm -hmm. we've called in really close friends that we really trust and pastors at another church so that we could just really be, excuse me, open, raw and real about what's going on and say, and present what's really happening. Like in a very practical way, this is what's going on. This situation happened. Like, what do you think? Because I'm over here and he's over here and like, we don't know how to get, to resolution and we've prayed about it and we've brought it before the Lord and we still cannot figure this out. So I think through these faithful people that are, have been married for many years and they've been in ministry for a long time, you know, they just gave us advice and, and walked us through some things, got us some resources and yeah. And we, um, we've gotten a lot of resources over the years. We we try to make time to go to marriage conferences. We Mm. would love to go to one a year, but sometimes that's a little tricky, but we always want to be investing in our marriage because even when the season is good, we realize from some of the hard seasons, we need to be preparing at all times, right? Just like with our faith, but you know, in and out of season. Yeah. Yeah. When things are going good, you should be still listening to that marriage podcast and sending it to each other and saying, Hey, this was a good word. And, or, Hey, this is, this was for me. Like I need you to hear it or, Hey, this was for you. Like you need to listen to it. (laughs) And, uh, and it's good because we're sharpening each other. And I think people have this idea that it's just all easy peasy. Like it's just great. And we're like polar opposites in everything. We are, which has been wonderful, but also very sharpening. And, um, so we have, she was getting ready at like six o'clock in the morning this morning. I was, I love And I rolled over and I said, why aren't you getting ready in the bathroom? (laughs) And she said, there's no outlets in the bathroom. There's no outlet in the bathroom to like straighten her hair or whatever. (laughs) Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's good. And, and I just feel like people need to know the reality of like, our fluffy fun story, which I mm. do cherish. I do cherish so the way we yeah, met. I and I, I do thank God for what he's done. And yeah. and what a beautiful thing from where I came from. I never thought, yeah. you know, I didn't have a dad. So for me, guys, it was a struggle. Like I didn't trust any guys. Corey's the first healthy male role model in my life. And I believe that was because of God. Wow. And uh, and he's not perfect, but God brought him in my life. And I I'm think... pretty close, but what, not quite. <laughs> what a beautiful thing. But... Even with that, like mm-hmm. we've had our fair share of yeah. really hard low moments, and I I love looking back. I don't I don't want to ever go back to those hard moments, but I love looking back because it's made us so much stronger yeah. Yeah. as individuals and yeah. together as a couple. And and our strength is the Lord that we both know yeah. that Amen. salvation is enough. So and even if we fail each other, salva- I'm gonna fall on the, at, at the feet of Jesus, and I'm going to find myself there, and I'm gonna find everything I need there. Yeah. And uh, when when we're not what we need for each other, like Jesus is exactly everything yeah. that I need. So mm-hmm. just single or married like just knowing that being, is going to change there's certain things about being single that is like incredibly valuable especially in ministry too mm. like if tomorrow god was like for i want you to go and like i don't know go to west africa and Easy. build an orphanage for the next 10 my, months my bags and go yeah like i you gotta just, no yeah. consult nobody <laughs> right no, like I, I like my first ministry is my marriage True. so yeah. like e- even coming 
here it was like okay Baby, first this, things first okay? amber do? like does this work well like yeah. so it's like and then once you know we don't have kids of our own yet but like once you have kids too because you know marriage often them, yeah. results yeah. in kids because marriage means something that brings kids uh so it's we'll let, like we'll let your home put the pieces together <laughs> yeah, you can figure you're smart you know. <laughs> uh, so so like you know i think that that's why probably why paul wrote like for some yeah it might yeah. be better for you to just not get married yeah, yeah. so you won't be tied down and you could just run, run. It, you know yeah. run it and when you're in that season, it's dope. Like, go run it and enjoy yeah. it and have a blast. And yep. because, yeah, you know, this it's funny. You, you'll understand this statement being in ministry and where you're at now mm-hmm. is that, like, I heard it said when I was young, and I understand it more now that there's people who you want what I have, but you're not willing to do what I did to yeah. get it. And in ministry, as like a pastor and in leadership, and it's like, like there's a lot of young people who, you know, 18, 19, 20 years old who are like, I want to be a pastor. Yeah. I want, I want. Cause this, it actually looks that. quite cool now. Right. Like mm-hmm. pastors don't wear like three piece suits and yeah. speaks for four hours anymore. Yeah. It's like yeah. Jordans, cargoes, all of that kind of stuff. Pink. Everton tops. You're looking yeah. cool. Oh. Tattoos, all of this. <laughs> yeah. So, so but. I think we are falling into an age where Christianity is quite cool. Yeah. And now it's actually okay to be a Christian yeah. and yeah. not as controversial because oh, mm-hmm. yeah. all the cool people at my school are actually Christians anyway. Uh, yeah. And so it's kind of like the surface level Christianity mm-hmm. without the depth of it. But I think you, what you yeah. said there was super right that well, you want with this, marriage too. That's yeah. how it is with marriage. Oh, yeah. Like people will go, Oh, I want to, I want a sweet, awesome relationship like that where you get to power travel couple, with your yeah. Yeah, power couple. Like you don't know what this costs. We've gone through hell yeah. to have the marriage that we have. And it has not come without a fight. Yeah. Like yeah. In the minute ministry is like we're there's some young leaders that are like on our staff now on our in our teams that we're like some some I think that you see the you know and I and I, I tread so lightly in this because mm-hmm. I don't ever want to sound like we we'd be talking ourselves up. So let me sure. use someone else as an example, like like Paul and Zoe. Yeah who like for us and in our church and at our camps are legends, yeah. right? They're legends. What they've imparted into our young people has yes. been huge. And there's people who will look at Paul and Zoe, the authority and the anointing that's on their life and how they walk mm. and the things God's used them to do. And it's like, they'd be like, I want that. And I'm like, I, okay. You sure? I know hey, Paul and Zoe. What you Paul's one for. of my best mm-hmm. friends. I have a matching tattoo with the guy. <laughs> I know what he's walked through. Yeah. I know the hell that he's paid. I know that he, I know the price tag that's on mm. the anointing and authority that he walks with. And I don't know that you're willing to pay the price he paid. And there's what we've had to walk through to be where we're at and to be used by God the way that we mm. have. It's like, I think of uh, a guy named Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He said, um, uh, salvation is free but discipleship will cost you oh. your life. Mm. Oh, that's, and it's that's, like, that's a bar. Oh man, like, you there like salvation jesus paid free of charge free of charge anybody who believes but you want to you want to you want to do ministry Mm -hmm. you want to walk with the lord you want to be a leader you Mm -hmm. want anointing you want how did how did how did you get anointing back in the day you pressed olives yeah gethsemane where jesus went before uh before all the ministry did said he was pre- it was Gethsemane yeah. is called uh, in the original language it means the place of pressing yeah and he was pressed so hard that he began to perspirate blood yeah right what's the point 
The point is you don't get the anointing without the pressing. Absolutely. And there's so many young leaders who they want the anointing without the pressing. They want right. the blessing without the burden. They want the victory without the yeah. fight. Yeah. And you don't get it. You don't get it. Not in marriage, not in ministry, not, not in the yeah. king, not in the kingdom. That's for sure. You know, and people might look at like worldly people who somehow, some way swindled their way into money or fame or mm. whatever. Cool. But in the kingdom, short lived though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's short lived yeah. and it, and it's all temporary. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. all temporary. None of it's eternal, yeah. right? Anything eternal is going to come at a cost. And, oh, for sure. and if you want, if you want that, I mean, you got to like, you got to be willing to pay the cost. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's worth it. Absolutely. Every one, time. one thing that I'd always, in, I encourage our young adults is like seek mentorship because it yeah. equips yeah. you, it trains you for so many things. And yeah. one of the guys who's my mentor, um, just in the very early stages of me stepping into leadership, he sat me down and was like, are you sure you want this? Because mm-hmm. yeah. it'll cost you. Because it's free to enter yeah. the store. It's free to mm-hmm. pick up, you know, your quavers. Or there's a crisps that we have here. It's free to pick Got up it. your whatever you want, put it in your basket. But you're going to have to, you, you can't just walk out with it. You have to yeah. pass through the pay. checkout, right? Yeah. You've mm-hmm. got to pay for it. Yeah. And he said, I want you to read this book. And he gave me a book, Crushing by T.D. Jakes. Yeah. Okay. And I read it and book. it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like I, I had yeah. similar concepts, but like when I read it, I was like, this this is going to cost me yeah. everything. Yeah. Absolutely everything. Yeah. And uh, what I've learned is that it's it's not just a one-time decision. Like, okay, cool. Oh, yeah. I've I've sacrificed anything. Mm-hmm. I've said yes, but yeah. it's it's a renewal. It's continually yep. dying to yourself. Yep. Yeah. So, I guess the next, f- I'm so the Holy Spirit is definitely moving. Because yeah. the next question mm-hmm. I've got for you guys is all about the cost of following Jesus. Yeah. For you guys, yeah. I guess it's ministry. But uh, mm-hmm. I want you to speak to these guys who yeah. maybe ministry isn't their calling, but I think as yeah. followers of Christ, yeah. there is a a sacrifice or a cost to all of yeah. us. Uh-huh. So what have been, I guess, some personal costs uh-huh. to following Jesus individually and maybe like as a family, what costs have you incurred as mm-hmm. uh, as part of your walk with Christ? Yeah, yeah I mean, um, <clears throat> I think when Corey and I were dating, I didn't really have ministry. Like I didn't understand what ministry was. I was just kind of being discipled. I kind of was learning how to read my Bible. I was getting mentorship from my youth pastor's wife and um, I was the first in my family to go to college. Um, and so university for you guys, but I was the first to go. No one in my family had gone, um, to university. And so I was the first to go and, uh, I had already, I'd gotten a full ride to Cal State San Bernardino and I was already done with my first year. And, um, and Corey got a call to ministry, like at a summer camp where we were helping lead some students, um, there was a very real thing that happened where God was totally like, you're, Holy Spirit moment. yeah, it was yeah. a Holy Spirit moment. It was such a divine moment. Like you're going to be a youth pastor. And then I'm like, we were like a year into dating. I'm like, what is ministry? Like I have no clue. And I'm, and I had already had a year at Cal State San Bernardino. I already had my second year scheduled. And, uh, that summer I felt like God was like, you need to go to, you need to go to the ministry school. And I'm like, this makes no sense. I'm the first in my family. I want to graduate college. Like I want yeah. university. I want to finish. And, um, lo- logically it was like, okay, do that. But God was asking me to, cause really it was my security. I, I knew that if I became a nurse, I would make money and always have a job. Yeah. And for me, God was like asking me, you know, in a, in a practical way, it was giving up, going back to go to ministry school. Um, but giving up, that security that I always had in like, okay, I'll always have a job and I'll always make money if I'm a nurse and it just makes sense. God asked me to give that up. And so I was pretty stubborn about it, (laughs) but I, I decided 
yeah, God is speaking to me. And so at the end of the summer, I, I was like, I, I wasn't enrolled in the program. It was like almost like audacious college type of a thing. We went to in a ministry school, um, as a two year program that leads you into, you know, kind of your next, what God's doing next. And Corey planned to go because he was set on like, God spoke to me and I'm going to be a youth pastor. And I just was like, I don't know. I don't know. I was stubborn. And at the end of the summer, I was like, yep, God has said that. And, um, I called the director of the program, the wife of the, um, of the director. And I was like, I just feel like I need to be there this fall. This is the day after the program began. The Sunday. So like the Sunday where they presented them, I'm like, just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is awesome for you, Corey. But I felt God telling me all summer and I was just like stubborn about it. I didn't want to listen to God or I was like, no, 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 it's not him. It's not him. It doesn't make sense. And then I called the director's wife and she's like, and I said, I just feel like I should be there. This is just so crazy. Like I have my schedule for my second year in university. Like it doesn't make any sense. And she's like, we have uh, one girl that ended up not coming. We have one extra spot for a girl. And if you have this amount for your down payment, then you can come into the program. I packed my car. I, I dropped out of college for a season. I went back to get some credits and stuff later on, but I let it all go. That was, and that was so difficult for me. Like it took a summer for God to convince me. Cause I was like, no, I'm going to be a nurse like this, you Mm. know, but it was all my security and God was asking me to lay it down. And, um, and then I learned about ministry so that I could truly be there for our girls and the ministries that were, um, over. And I I feel like it's, it's something that I, I learned really who I was in this program. And so, I, I would have totally missed out on so much that God was doing if I didn't listen to him. So that was a huge cost for me. Yeah. I wanted to be the first in my family to graduate university. I wanted uh, to be against what, you know, what I grew up in. I was like, oh, I'm going to beat all the statistics and all of that, but not in my glory, but in God's glory. So I feel like Amen. doing ministry so that turned it around for him to get the glory and for it not to be out of my own strength and what I thought I could do yeah. um, to be successful. That really success is laying my life down. And so that was that was a huge one for me. So why don't you to finish this off, tell us about the cost for you guys as as a family, as a Mm -hmm. unit? Yeah, um, I guess very, very tangibly right now, we've actually um, we're in a season of pretty big sacrifice as a family because um, we uh, a few years ago, um, five, six years ago, we started renting from uh, renting a home from this Christian family in our, mm-hmm. in our community. They don't go to our church, but, uh, um, they have a, they own a home in the Temecula Valley. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if the housing market here is anything like it is in California, it's just utterly insane. Yeah. And so boom, 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 just through the roof. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're at a place right now where we know God has called us to the bridge mm-hmm. long, long term. Mm-hmm. Now, how in the world we're going to buy a house in Temecula <laughs> is like God has to come through. He's going to have to. Yeah. So um, we actually got to the place where it was basically like we couldn't really afford the rent at the, mm. at the house we were renting. And so we moved out and we were uh, kind of planning to just downsize and get like a small apartment or something for mm-hmm. a while. Um, and we're trying and trying to figure out how are we going to buy a home. Uh, the Lord basically led us to, we're now uh, living in a room of a family from our church mm-hmm. in order to save as much money as we can and buy a home, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. 
So it's like we went from this is the sellouts and knowing our stories growing up the way that we did. Yeah. We went from living in the nicest house that we've ever lived, lived in in our life to living in a room of a family at our church. Come on. Like very humbling in mm. a lot of ways. Yeah. But we were actually just talking about this in the car with with uh, Joel and Amy of like once you've once you've really wrapped your heart around the sacrifice that Christ made for us, there's nothing that's that nothing's a nothing sacrifice. Compares, yeah. Nothing is a sacrifice for me, Lord. Like you ask anything, it's it's yours. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing that's yeah. a sacrifice. And we felt like God was like, do this, save for a down payment, and maybe we give it away. Maybe it's towards a house. Yeah. I don't know, but God yeah. had asked us to do this, and it's been extremely difficult, and we're literally in the middle of it. But we know if God's asked us to do it, we're going to do it. And so yeah. we've been in the middle of that. But And now yeah. also, like, I make that sound all wild <laughs> and stuff, but also, like, the house we're in. Like, there's a awesome pool. Family. Yeah. The family's <laughs> oh, awesome. You guys live in luxury. It's still yeah, Southern they, California. They're asking you live in this, like, box it's room. The, yeah, it's, like, no. sharing a yeah. swing. Basically, no, this incredible. house has, like, a, a, a room and a bathroom in a corner that's, like, it's yeah. our corner of the house, pretty much. <laughs> and, and they won't yeah. stop feeding us. Like, we keep saying, wow. like, we're, you guys we're grown people. Martins, we will, man. like, feed ourselves. suffering for Christ. Suffering for Christ because we're, you know, floating around the swimming pool. In Jesus' name. You know. I mean, there will be sacrifice, yeah. but we, we were just talking about this too, is how, how like, it's such a facade and a lie of the enemy that like, oh, become a Christian. You Your guys wife. say like Christian. Yeah. We say, we just say Christian. Christian. We like, we delete Christian. the I that's in Christian. <laughs> to be a Christian, the, the enemy lies and says like, it, to be a Christian, oh, like your life's just going to be miserable. True. You're never going to have fun. Mm-hmm. All your dreams and everything will have to float away. You'll never get any of that. And it's like, it's only a there's, truth. there's a sacrifice for sure. Yeah. But John 10, 10 says the thief well, comes to steal, kill and destroy. Yeah. And then Jesus says, but I've come that they may have life. And one version says that they may live life to the fullest. Full. Yeah. Amen. I think the most adventurous, fulfilling, fun, exciting, wild life you'll ever yeah. live will be the one for Jesus. Right. Yeah. And like every, every single bucket list item in our life that has been checked off has all been checked off through the avenue of yeah. just serving Jesus. Come on. All yeah. of it. The righteous will never be forsaken. Yeah. Absolutely. Come yeah. on. One of the Bible verses that I've like just built my life because I think when I was young, I was like, I've, I've like kind of went into like almost nihilism a little bit of like, mm-hmm. oh, what happens? It doesn't matter. It's okay. Or just living for, for eternity. And, and, yeah. and that is true. We should live sure. for eternity. Yeah. Totally. But the Bible also says that, you know, we shall see the goodness of God here yeah. in the land, the land of, living. of the living. Yeah. Yeah. There's, prom- there's stuff yeah. that we've stored out in heaven, you know, mm-hmm. with the moths and the rust and I can't get it, all that kind yeah. of Bible verse. But God is good here as well. Yeah. Yeah. God cares about this. God yeah. cares about the physical. He's not like, mm-hmm. just suffer now and I'll sort it out yeah. later. He's like, no, yeah. no, there is suffering, but take heart. Yeah. I've yeah. overcome the world as well. Yeah. Come on. Corey, Amber. This has been phenomenal. This is so much so fun. Thank you so much. It's only yeah. our second episode. Can you believe it? Actually. Yeah. Oh, cool. You guys are our second guest. Love it. It's a blast. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> Absolute pleasure to have you guys. All the way from California. We'll yeah. be praying for you for the rest of the gathering. Thank you. Um, yeah. I'm not sure when this goes out. This might be already, the gathering might be weeks ago by the time this goes out. <laughs> but we thank you so much for coming in. Thanks it's been a pleasure us. to yeah, just our entire you. church. We know you're going yeah. to Chester at the end of the week as well yeah. to speak some life into good. those guys. So. Yeah. Super blessed to have you here. Thank you so awesome. much for being with us. Thank you. We'll see you guys later.